That was our good friend Colin Gow uh, and his song podcast. You actually will be hearing from Colin uh, later in today's pod. But today we have um, a one of our star uh, members of our team. Uh, uh, we've got Katie with us. Katie good morning. is here to talk trash. That's right. That's what I'm good at. So I'm stealing myself for being insulted. I just forgot to introduce you. That's okay. Well, that's partly the, the insult. Is that why I was you're talking talking, I was talking about talking trash. Oh, okay. Well, I, dude, you know, wh- why are you even here? This what are you Steve, doing here? This is Steve. Why, why are you here, Darren? <laughs> By the way, uh, one of our loyal listeners has uh, objected to me being the sidekick. Now, granted, that's my dad. But, uh, I was going to say, it, loyal listener. It, it, it probably wasn't your wife. By the way, I'm Steve Shoney. I'm the city manager. My co-host slash sidekick is Darren Schulman, our city attorney with the city of Upper Arlington. <laughs> and we are joined by Katie Reese. Katie, I don't even know what your official title is because you're just like our jack of all trades, get everything done. Yeah, my official title is very governmenty. Uh, mm-hmm. It is performance analyst. So. Okay. Yeah. That she, is totally government. It is. <laughs> right? It is very governmenty. Um, so uh, w- I do know one of the things that you do on the side, and I know this because um, there's a connection to our next guest here is that you teach yoga. I do. And then um, after you teach <laughs> yoga, you go to a, a establishment that Colin plays one Sunday a month for an event that he calls Day Drinking with the, is- with the Lee Bowlers. Mm-hmm. Um, so as a yoga teacher, um, how does one talk trash at yoga? I mean, do you, do you talk trash? Do you talk? I've never done yoga. I talk, yes, as the instructor, yes. So I teach the Bikram style kind of yoga. So it's more, yeah, yeah, it's really hot. And I just kind of walk around and yell at everybody the whole time. So it's quite fun. So are you like, you call that strong warrior? That's not strong warrior. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) That's wet noodle warrior. Is that your, is that your, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. I just wanted to, I wanted to know for the, time that actually I've done yoga before and it's really bad because I'm incredibly inflexible and people do yell at me about my yeah you guys should come I'm embarrassed I couldn't even come up with a yoga term to work in because I know nothing about yoga other than that hot stuff it's like the temperature's really hot right yeah it's pretty hot pretty sweaty all you got to know is warrior pose upward facing dog downward facing dog and then you sound like you know what you're talking about that's right yeah that's pretty much it. give us some other yoga terms so that we look like we know what we're talking about um yeah warrior one warrior two Warrior three. No, I don't. I need yeah. something more than sequential numbers. That doesn't feel legit. <laughs> those are, those give, give are a, real. Give me a weird sounding thing that I can pretend like I know what I'm talking about. A weird one. Lotus. Is there lotuses? I don't know. Yeah, there's a lotus. Um, we do triangle. Uh, balancing stick is that, one of ours. That's the one. <laughs> so when I was practicing my balancing stick Vikram yoga the other day, I'd be like, Darren, you're a genius. That's right. You That's know right. stuff. That's right. You're get, now you're gonna start. You're gonna start Thursday at noon. You're gonna start yoga since yeah, Friday. Basketball since Friday, the one you do basketball. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, let's turn to something uh, slightly um, more uh, on topic. Not that we would ever get off topic. Um, so one of the many things that you do is you are actually the person who oversees all of um, our solid waste contracts, um, which in normal people terms is trash, trash. Um, as well as uh, you are one of the two leaders of our city's green team. Yes. And uh, along with Justin Milam uh, in our community development department. And so in that, you've started doing some really um, creative things that have gotten us all kinds of awards. Uh, Do you want to talk a little bit about the latest thing that you're doing where we're actually starting a pilot? We got a federal grant to start a pilot program to do um, curbside food waste uh, recycling, right? Yep. Yep. That is correct. So we got a grant from the USDA uh, for to pilot this program for uh, curbside food waste. So we have we opened up signups about two or th- maybe three weeks ago. Uh, when I was coming over here today, I looked. We are at 498 households already signed up. Uh, we hope to get started hopefully in the next two weeks, so beginning of April. We're going to get rolling. We're going to start with just maybe about 100 households 
uh, and then just start adding on from there. So we'll just, once we kind of, once the contractor gets comfortable with pickups, we'll just keep adding on, adding on households. And that grant money runs through September of 2023. So then hopefully by then we'll have more of a plan on how we kind of expand to everybody or what that would look like. And without this grant, uh, what do you do right now with your food waste? I'm guessing there's two options, chuck it in the garbage and our drop-off locations, right? Yes, we have our we have the drop-off locations that we've had since um, May of 19 um, that get a lot of use, but it's, you know, it's not sustainable for everybody to bring all of their food waste. And I know a lot of people just, it kind of is a hassle and they would rather, if you have a way to just set it outside and somebody comes and takes it away, I think people are more apt to do that. Um, What's allowed to go in a food waste, either the drop-off or the uh, uh, front pickup at your house? So for, for our program, you can put almost any food item in there. So it's a little bit different than what you would do if you were composting in your backyard, where, um, you know, you meats and bones and dairies and that sort of stuff really shouldn't go in into those contain or into your if you're doing backyard composting uh, but ours goes to an industrial facility and they'll take just about everything so it's just like summer camp where you used to take the slop and just you just yep <laughs> yep goes right in the pig bucket and uh, that's it yeah so darren's uh, looking at me like he's wondering where i came up with that reference or something i'm impressed but i i also went to camp and did that so okay. it's kind of like the best weirdest reference we've heard all day well, I grew up on a farm, so ours really was called the pig bucket. <laughs> we did not call it the pig bucket. It was just the... That's what they called it at my... Uh, yeah. My anyway, uh, <laughs> let's talk about your camp experience. So, <laughs> that, that's my great segue word is anyway. Anyway. Um, so we talked a little bit about what you can and can't put into those things. The other thing that I get, we get into maybe occasional arguments in my home. What can and can't go into the recycling. Talk, oh, talk yeah, to, that's a good one. Talk to me, maybe maybe talk to my wife about recycling <laughs> yeah. um, and and what's good, you know, what can and can't go in there. Yeah, so that's a big, that's a hot topic. And whenever I am at family events, but, you know, before anybody puts anything in the trash or recycling, everybody holds it up. Katie, where does this go? I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys. <laughs> so, but yeah, so recycling is, um, it's, expanded over the years and just recently uh, Rumpke announced that we're there's even more stuff now that can go in um, so it's always changing but it is difficult because a lot of people think that the little triangle symbol with the number in it means that it is recyclable and that is kind of the opposite of that that is just a term that's just used for the guys who make the plastic the people who make the plastic so um, so Rumpke the way that they do theirs actually goes by the shape so uh, especially for plastics. So anything paper pretty much can go in, cardboard, that sort of thing. Um, but when you get to plastics is where it gets confusing because everybody thinks that like, oh, all my number fives or all my number sixes, and that's just not, that's not how it is. So they'll look at um, like bottles and jugs was the big plastic for a long time. You know, if the base was bigger than the lid. A milk jug or something. Like a milk jug or a laundry detergent water or, bottle yeah any of that stuff and now they've opened it up so they'll take they can take cups like so yogurt cups yogurt cups like, uh cottage cheese containers those that's sorts huge, of things they were not recyclable for a while they were not i just almost died after every time i ate a yogurt i felt really bad so yeah that was so really they'll take news. those now and like your your plastic cups that you would get at like starbucks or mcdonald's or something like that and all those plastic cups are now can be recycled um they'll take the for a long time, the cart, like your coffee cup, you couldn't recycle that. Uh, they'll take those now. Um, the only thing that just that can't still can't go in there is those red solo cups, like that kind of that uh, type. Well, I'm coming from Delaware before here. Obviously, it's been a year now, but we had to separate everything out into separate bins. And my understanding is here, you can just chuck it all together and they'll take care of that. Is that accurate or am I just totally yes. screwing up the recycling yeah. system? Yeah, so Rumpke's facility, and that's where all of our recycling, that's where pretty much everybody's recycling in Franklin County goes to the Rumpke facility over on Fields. Um, and theirs is a, they call it a Dirty Murph. If you, that's a fun... Um, the Dirty dir Murph. Dirty Murph. That sounds like a band name. Maybe Colin will want to use that. <laughs> <laughs> the Dirty Murphs. The Dirty like Murphs. <laughs> that would be really good. We'll pitch it to them. Yeah, we, we will. We'll, we'll but that means it's it. all it all goes together, and then they separate it once it's in, once it gets there. And if 
if anybody, if any of your loyal listeners are interested in that, it's actually it's a really cool tour. Uh, Brian went with me the one time too. And it's their technology of how they separate it is awesome. They use like lasers and everything. It's really so cool. So they've already got the Dirty Mur- Dirty Merv tour set up. <laughs> like we're ready. The, they knew the we impact. should make t-shirts, Dirty Merv tour. <laughs> they knew the impact of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think this is this is a band name ready to happen. So, yeah. so actually, um, maybe for our, our start bench cut, we should do, you know, weird band fake com- band, f- names? Fake band names and like have shoes and see, put dirty, so dirty murphs see what, the dirt, see what the dirty murphs do. <laughs> i love it we won't do katie's that katie's entitled to all royalties from yes. the name dirty murphs yeah. yes katie I, I didn't prepare you for this interview because you asked what we were going to ask you and we said we didn't know yet um but do you have any idea how much recycling material is diverted from she knows this come on man you know how much are we saving by recycling in a year or anything like that oh geez um, you can make up a number no one's gonna spend, check it <laughs> I want to say at UA, we're around five or six, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to make up a number. I won't, I won't second guess you. You can say 10 billion pounds, and I'd say that's great. So I here's what you do. <laughs> Just say, so is it like, give us most of the number, and then Brian's going to come in and dub <laughs> Oh, the that's right a good idea. Yeah. Later. So, just, so g- give us, give us <laughs> Brian's voice. <laughs> Four billion. That sounded really weird. I was gonna say six or five or six thousand tons. Is what I was gonna say. Okay, so For Brian, <laughs> if that's she's gonna get us the number, if that's Should wrong. Should I say that like an easier way that you could just dub over? Should it? we have her say like a it. bunch of different numbers <laughs> and he just picks the one that's closest? So a million. Brian, is any of this making so, the podcast? So just much. so just go one, two, three, four, and then hold. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you'll fix that later. All right. So we'll one fix of, it in post. One of <laughs> one of two other things that we do actually have some sort of an attempt to have a time limit on this because we're gonna this is gonna be an hour long one because I know we're gonna go long with. <laughs> so I was for two I hours. just said two hours. We're going an hour with Katie, and then we're going at least an hour with Colin. Oh, yeah. um, so a couple other things. So here, back to the recy- what can and can't be recycled. Because um, I'm I'm now kind of con- okay. So uh, the big salad can the salad the plastic salad containers at that I get my um, arugula in or my no, spinach. No, not recyclable. Oh, you eat. Pretty- Salad? I eat salad. I love arugula. Oh. It's a very peppery green. It's very nice. <laughs> um, so, so no. So like your plastic takeout containers, your plastic clam shells, those types of plastics are still not. Oh, they, oh. They're not. They don't. I, the way I understand it is they don't have a market for that. Uh, so if nobody wants to buy it, they're not going to collect it and do nothing with it so i mean they got a market in the shulman household we use those things like crazy man i'm like so <laughs> i'll just bring all mine over to your no, house I mean, nobody, wants, nobody wants to buy it on the back end like they can't use that plastic to make something else useful no, i was kidding i don't i don't even want to buy steve but you have a lot <laughs> that i reuse okay i'm not you don't have to buy them i'll just bring let's them drop them off <laughs> you're gonna come into your ever, office. You're coming into your office next weekend it's gonna be completely full. my yard thing. is covered with everyone else's arugula takeout. arugula <laughs> Uh, that'll be my sound check from now Arugula. <laughs> um, uh, so we, like, next week, I think, are putting out, maybe week after next, are putting out uh, the RFP for our trash contract. Yes. Again. Um, so uh, anything that we want to kind of prep our residents for as we look forward in terms of the trash contract or... Is that way too nerdy at this point? No, I think the, so on the front end, I don't, we hope that there won't really be any changes. Um, I mean, there's always the potential that the contractor could change, obviously. Um, But as far as like the pickup and the days and just having a container, that that should not change. Um, We have been very lucky though for the last five years to be locked in at a very, very good price. So I think it is, inevitable that it will go up at least some portion i mean just in in some way um but we've had a really good price for the last five years so once we rebid that i'm sure it will go up a little bit but and the best thing about this podcast episode is when the prices do go up we can blame katie and not you and me it's like well katie said it first either (laughs) we, we can go back and have brian dub in where katie say 
Katie's Katie Katie thinks they're going to go up X, and then Brian's just going to go back once we know what it is and insert it and make you look really smart. Yeah, um, and predict. And that like is. you have a very strange voice. Um, <laughs> so, um, is there anything else we want to talk to Katie about? I, there's I lots just, of stuff I want to talk to her about. I think it's interesting, and people probably know this because they lived here longer than me, that, that we do contract out for recycling and refuse, and now you're going to do the um, food waste is going to be a pilot program. They're not city workers. They're yeah. contracts. That we yeah, have. they are. Yep, those are all contractors doing that work. Um. And I do, I, I get a lot of compliments on our uh, trash service, and I think we, you've done a really good job of evaluating our current contractor, local waste, um, and working with them that whenever we get a resident concern, you know, look, something gets missed. Um, if it's not same day, it's the next day that somebody else is coming out and picking it up. And, you know, look, our, I appreciate how you work with our entire team that, uh, and the contractor that if local waste missed something and it's got to get picked up, we'll get some of our guys to get out there and get it, and then local waste comes back and makes it right the next day. I really do want to thank you for um, working that system because, um, you know, trash is not the most um, something that people look at as being kind of something that's really complex. Mm -hmm. uh, but when you dive into it, it really is, takes a lot of work. And it is fundamental to what we do. I mean, they're, you know, paving roads, picking up the trash. Um, yeah. Are, Pretty, pretty cool. Why? I just had this vision of Steve like on a mountain, like diving into trash. He said, "When you dive into it, it's very interesting. I, like, it's like doing a swan dive or something into this big pile of trash." I don't know why I thought that. In, into the dirty murk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we have the logo for the band. Yeah, there we go. There I did, um, yeah, we have been very lucky uh, with our with our contractor. They do a, they do a great job, um, and even during COVID, when a lot of other communities were having problems with pickups and um, you know recycling wasn't getting picked up for weeks at a time, we we never ran into any issues. Uh, they did a great job. That's you know, that speaks to them, I think. So. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. Thanks for coming on, and uh, thanks for doing everything that you do. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Yep. This has been a day that has been coming since the beginning of the podcast, since the formation of the podcast. We've been talking about having this he guest. He was on the original board. He was on the original board. He is <laughs> the um, singer, songwriter. Um, I don't know how many instruments he played on the song, but the uh, person who gave us the rights to use his fantastic song, Podcast, is our theme song. With yes. us, With us today is the one the only Colin Gow. Colin Gow, how are you? Uh, you know, it's good to be here, and obviously I'd like to thank my entertainment attorney for negotiating the deal, <laughs> or if you could use my song, I'd get, you know, one of the main, you know, spots early on. I guess I had to come after anyone who won a gold medal in the Olympics, but after that, it was just yeah. good to get Yeah, And you get royalties. Oh, yeah, like, big, big royalties. All of our profits are going to you, which is... I think, yeah, fun. we promised them 100%, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that Spotify money's just rolling <laughs> in. Rolling it's, in. It's, it's been pretty it big. Is, I, I appreciate it. It's just rolling. Now, you have listened to a couple of these right yes sir all right so you know we do start bench cut at the yes, beginning sir. of every episode we're twisting his up right we are twisting yours up because you yourself are an experienced podcaster and well, so sort of i mean you've done th this is not your first rodeo it's right? not my first one okay so good so darren do you want to do this or do you want me to do it okay so instead of start bench cut uh oh we're we're pretending you're in a band okay and one is and you're on a desert island you're on a desert island okay. it's a desert island band all right so one of these bands you that's all you can play okay one is it's the only thing you can listen to when you're not playing okay and the other one is you can never listen to it or play it okay got it you get the rules yep we twisted it up okay so you want you want to go one i'll do one sticks bon jovi <laughs> van halen so remember, right. you can only can play one. So the, this only is listen yeah. to this one. is guilty. The, this is the guilty pleasure rock yeah. and roll version of this. Van Halen for sure is the only one I would play. Like that's my <laughs> for sure. That's that's an easy one. For our listeners, you can the pain looks. <laughs> on, I've never. I, Colin and I have been friends for a long time. I have never seen Colin in this much. Uh, anguish. It's Not at tough. a basketball game or a b baseball game with our kids. I've never seen him this anguished before. Yeah, it's like 
It's like watching your kid give up nine runs in the first inning, right? That look yeah. where you're just rubbing your head yeah. like this. Um, so, yeah, Van Halen for sure I listen to all the time. And I guess it's a tough decision for the other two. But I would probably take Sticks As the listen to? As the listen to. Yes. Just because I'm just not a Bon Jovi guy. Just so he's gone. Bon Jovi's never, gone. He's out of your life. He's out. I told you this would be a good one. This was a good one, and I yeah. I kind of thought that might be the way it ended up, but I, yeah. I thought maybe you'd want to play Bon Jovi because his songs are kind of fun. They are, but I don't know. I'm not a Bon Jovi person. And Tommy Shaw does enough, uh, you know, and you can get a kick out of Mr. Roboto if you need to laugh. <laughs> yeah. So there's some, comic, there's some comedy in there, too. So that's that'd be, that'd be, that'd be my answer. Well, Randy Domo Arigato for playing the game. All right. No, that's, that's a good one. Nice. You like that? You like you like that I worked that in? Um, so, you know, for those uh, of our listeners who don't know Colin, which, thank, frankly, I think it must just be your my, wife and your parents because yeah. everybody else who listens knows me and, and therefore knows Colin. I'm new in town. Uh, I've heard. <laughs> um, Word gets around you a fast. There's yeah. a new guy here. So yeah. uh, you have uh, your, core, your kind of original band, which is Watershed. Yeah. Um, you have done some solo work. Uh, you now have the League Bowlers. You run uh, Collins Coffee and own, run and own Collins Coffee. Uh, you have um, the multimedia empire empire that is Pencil Storm. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, you I are kind. That. You are kind of our. Um, you kind of are following that Jay Z model where you've got music and business and, and media. Is, is that is that what's going on? Is I that mean, your master plan? I guess it's kind of that way. Sans sans the profits. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. it's all, they're all hobbies. You know what I mean? So nothing's professional. They're all on a hobby level. But it just when I had the chance to you know do the coffee shop and I was doing websites through music, it just seemed like it makes sense to do a website with more than one person involved. So Pencil Storm was the idea. So it's just a loose collective of just different people and. It's like, you know, Facebook, but on steroids. You can, like, post there, and it kind of lives there forever, so that's fun. The coffee shop is a coffee shop, and then I've always done music. Music's my, my main gig, and I did Watershed since the time I was, like, in eighth or ninth grade, and then we, you know, got older, and, you know, guys moved, so we do that once in a while, and then I just play solo with various bands when I can, you know, just typical so, old guy rock and roll. So just tell it, me when I can ask my question. No, you way. can't ask your question yet. <laughs> just tell so, me. You know which what, one it's going to be. Yeah, I know what you're going to But I got, a, I got a couple other ones. No, I you're gotta, good. Just I tell me get out. So, Just tell me why. You know, you talked about bands, how bands come and go. I mean, what happens when you're in a band and, like, one of your bandmates starts doing stuff with other guys and, like, starts doing stuff to kind of move away from the original band? How does that play out? You know, it's like tough. Like Beatles style? It's, it's tough on everybody. Yeah. Because I know in Joe's book, Hit Was Wonder, we had a scene where we were working with a producer and maybe he wanted to have Joe leave the band and join another band. And it was a lot of hard feelings for, you know. Yeah, I mean, is it cool for somebody to, you know, go out and do, oh, I see thing, where going do a thing with somebody else? Like, say I mean, you're working with a guy on a show or something like that. And he has like, his own other podcast. And they, like, join up with somebody else. Yeah, yeah and, and he, like, goes off around. and starts a new podcast, like, with his brother or something. I mean, who yeah, does not, that? Is I that mean, cool you, or not cool? You know, it's, it's traditionally, it's probably not very cool. I mean, th- going back to Van Halen. I mean, you know, look at what David Lee Roth did with the videos and California Girls. You know, and where did it end up? You know, Dave thought he was going to go off on his own. Yeah. And look how it ended up. Yeah. But kind is of it disaster. cool? You, Someone else stepped right in. Right. Is it Van cool Hagar if you stay pretty, pretty big? With, yeah. If yeah. you stay with the original band and have no intention of leaving, <laughs> are you still cool? You know, it's just that you're walking a fine line. There, oh, you know, man. it's just tough. You know, so, I like I like how you definitely slipped that in there, Steve. <laughs> so for all, all for the for our five listeners, um, Darren has uh, started a podcast with his brother, which actually I think has two listeners. My parents, uh, <laughs> your, your parents. <laughs> Does your brother like now? I don't have to call mom and dad because they can just listen to me. Is, exactly. that, is that part of what he's trying to get out of? Um, so anyway, Darren started his own po- his own podcast with his brother, and you know I, it was kind of shocking to me. It's, it hurt a little bit. He was so hurt, I, and we name checked you and everything. But I know. That did not see, it, so they've tried to soothe make, the wound. <laughs> so they've tried to make up for it. So anyway, you have some questions you want to ask. Can I ask my big one? You can ask whatever okay, you want. Okay, watershed. Yes, sir. I heard from Steve. So if it's wrong, I apologize. All right. That you opened. For insane clown posse. We didn't just open. We did a whole tour. That's legit. Yeah, it's one of the worst tours in history. Um, <laughs> like juggalos and like the oh, insane clown posse. Full on juggalos how every did, night, throwing <laughs> stuff at you. Full on juggalos. How did experience. this happen? They're like crazy. We were doing an album. This is years ago, and our we had been on some labels and another label, and it didn't work out. And we did this record, and we didn't have anywhere to go with it. And then we, through mutual friends, nobody would open up for ICP, the Insane Clown Posse. You think? Because everyone <laughs> just throws stuff at them every night. And this is right when they were blowing up. So, like, Great Malenko, like, they're going into, like, 3,000-seat places, and they're just catching fire. 
And their show was only like 50 minutes long because they rap and they dress up. You're not familiar with Insane Clown Posse. It's an incredible show. You know, they, they wear makeup. They're evil clowns. They spray Fago everywhere. They have ghouls on stage. <laughs> it's like Alice Cooper or Kiss for rap at the time, right? So they need someone else to open up because you can't just book a 3,000-seat place and do 40 minutes. And no one would do it. And because Watership was so down on our luck, we knew mutual people and was like, yeah, yeah, we'll do it, I guess. So we would go and we opened up for them, a rock band, like a band that, you know, it's like Cheap Trick or the Kinks opening for the Insane Clown Posse every night. And it didn't go well. Did you ever get to interact <laughs> with said Insane oh, yeah. Clown Posse? Are they yeah. cool? Or yeah, they're they like- super cool. At the time, we, did, you know, we didn't want to blow it the cover for any of the kids. Like, oh, man, those guys are cr- We never see them, and they're evil, and they're crazy. But no, they were, they were super cool. They couldn't believe we didn't quit the tour. And we didn't have anything else. Like any good rock and roll band, we'd just come home to work in jobs in Columbus. So we did it, and uh, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of a, a thing of lore there because it's not just like a bad bill. It's just two styles of music that were completely different. Um, and their fans are notorious. They're on the like FBI watch list or something, This is aren't when they? they were just young enough to th- – they weren't on the FBI watch list. When we were doing okay. it, it was more like minivans dropping off kids and stuff, painting okay. faces. You know, they hadn't really matured into the juggalos we've come to fear. Right, because they're real juggalos. Like, yeah. they, places won't book them now. Yeah, they, yeah okay. but they were still plenty feisty. Believe me, we were getting stuff thrown at us the whole time and everything like that. But if you went to the back of the show – Usually we could just like go to the bar and we'd be the only one there because they were do, pre- they were pretty young at this point. Do you have any members of the Insane Clown Posse's like cell phone number? I don't. Like you can't call and be like, "Hey man, remember me? We we jammed together." I mean, if I wanted to track down Violent J, I could probably get him. <laughs> yeah, he's a good dude. D- Dan wants to know if they have a Upper Arlington Nexus beyond you, so that I think Darren's really just trying to look and see if he can if he can book them. I gotta be honest, so I'll thinking, break the rules. We'll have them on the podcast. They have no connection anyway whatsoever, except you. I thought maybe we're thinking Fourth of July, get the clowns in here. <laughs> yeah. let's, let's really just shake it up, guys. Civic Association, get on this, book them. Think about the tourism dollars. The jugglers would be pouring in here. It'd <laughs> the be unbelievable. Money, the economy's yeah. gonna go through the roof. Yeah, so. you know that I could. You know there is um, a lot of dancing at you know Northam Park yeah. and. You know, I can see. I think it's got I a think good it, beat. You know, you know, bring it up to the city. I, we don't, we don't book that. We don't yeah. book those bands for that night. That's all done by our fantastic Upper Arlington Civic yeah. Association. And you know, Darren, I think you personally should go to the pitch next it. Civic Association meeting it, it, and pitch booking the Insane Clown. It would Boston. certainly make a splash. I just want to, as a public service announcement for our <laughs> core listeners who might not be in the demographic that knows what Insane Clown Posse is, just Google them. It's worth it. Oh yeah, yeah. there's some good stuff. You need there. to know what we're talking now, about. What was that song that you played? Miracles. For Oh, that's pretty funny. You know yeah. that song? Yeah, oh yeah. That's kind of a softer yeah. jam. The magnets yeah. and miracles. How does that work? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, no, so yeah, we did definitely. I spent time opening with cl- for the clowns. So that's that is a true story. So it's quite quite an experience. So um, I got to ask you about some. So we talk sports here yep. a lot, um, uh, and there's something else I got to ask you about that I know you're pretty passionate about. Um, how bad are the Reds going to be this year? man i'm starting it's funny i went from like two weeks ago when we just our owner basically got rid of our entire team for a literally bag of peanuts for nothing no we're just cost cutting you know forget that this this, you know the value of the franchise is five times what it was 10 years ago he just got rid of all these guys and it's depressing my son and i are both reds fans you're looking forward we were looking forward to just being mediocre and now we can't even have that now i'm starting to like make sense of it well maybe we'll be okay but no the reds are gonna be bad it's gonna be bad and um it's disappointing because we've been so bad for so many years. And we, were, we weren't even good the last couple of years, but we weren't horrible. So it just kind of felt good. And now it's like to watch all these guys leave. It's well, like, they, they kind of went all in, but it happened to be the year of COVID. And so it just didn't work. Yeah. Remember, they like, actually bought like players. And yeah. they're like, okay, that didn't work. Let's and get rid of them. Not again. the best signings, but you know, you can't just trade away your best players because you made bad signings. That's not really. But that's what we did. But you know, it's disappointing. But yeah, probably, probably 90 losses, I would think. Unless everything a miracle, unless, unless the clown posse brings out some miracles. Yes. So now I, I got a, you know, um, I got to question something about you, man. How how did you end up having your son be a Reds fan and a Browns fan? I mean, you doing it the other way around, I think would have been a little bit smarter play. Probably. I I just when I I grew up in Columbus, so at my age. You know, it was always like Marty and Joe, Big Red Machine, and then the Browns were like Brian Sype. It was just yeah. this was Cleveland's where the football was, Cincinnati was where the was the baseball, yeah. and that was just kind of a it was kind of a no brainer for. Everyone. I always forget Cincinnati used to be good. Yeah, and Cincinnati really is a baseball town. Yeah. Like they talk baseball year round down there, or used to, and whereas you know Cleveland's more just the Browns. But I did tell Owen 
uh, you know, I wanted obviously it's better to be a Buckeye fan. We live in town. We don't want to be in those house divided. But I had a conversation with him about the Browns, and I was like, and he was like four or something. I was like, I want to tell you this: you don't need to be a Browns fan. Like you can root for any team in the NFL. In fact, I'm telling you, just look around. Don't, don't you know? And of course, <laughs> choose carefully. You, the options are endless. Once you tell him you don't need to be a fan of that, of course, like any parent, bad strategy. He decides to just double down. He's got like a Colt McCoy jersey on or something. You know, I'm like, dude, you don't want to do this. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I had. Um, a similar conversation with Jeffrey, and it kind of went the same way. Um, so for the listeners, uh, part of how Owen and, or Colin and I got to know each other was really through the kids. They went to uh, Wycliffe together, our older boys, and um, played just about every kind of sport together. And yep. so that's how – so um, I had the conversation with Jeffrey where I'm like, dude, you can, you can root for any team anywhere except for one. And that's the Browns. I said, I, just not in this house. So, yeah. of course. Because you hate them or because you don't want the sadness? Because I hate them. Uh, I grew up in Cincinnati. He's, he's, okay. di- he's Cincinnati I grew, in, I, yeah. I grew up in Cincinnati. And, and look, you, you don't have to root for the Bengals, but you, you yeah. can't root for So, he did hit a phase a couple of years ago where he starts, like, showing up in Browns gear. And, oh, no. But, I, like, I've made Owen take his Brown yeah. stuff off before he comes in the house yeah. before. Oh, yeah. No, I think it's only fair. <laughs> yeah. So nice about Columbus, we can kind of gravy train. I'm like, ah, Burrow's doing all right down there, you know, so he can kind of look longingly and not have, like, hard feelings. But I'm not from Cleveland or Cincinnati, so I'm just that Columbus guy. Bringing it a little uh, closer to home, um, talk to us, tell the story about how you um, ended up owning Collins Coffee. Yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. Um, way back in the day, I was always doing music and traveling a lot, so I had a lot of part-time jobs, and – Initially, I got a job through a, someone who knew somebody at McCree's Deli, which used to be in Kingsdale. It was like a great I – mean, I wish it was still around. It was like tables out front, beers and subs, and out in the back it had kind of a date area. And it was owned by a guy – Lou Holtz was part owner, and a guy named Jerry McCree out of South Bend. The Lou Holtz? Yeah, he was okay, one of the owners. Sure. It was a Notre Dame kind of place, but it was like a sports place. Um, and it was cool. It was casual. It wasn't open late, but they had beer and wine, and it kind of had everything going on. And it was a great job. Where was it? It was in Kingsdale. Really? Way back in the day. This is probably like 91 or 2 or something like that. Anyway, comes New Year's Eve. So that kind of introduced me to, to UA. I'd never been over here. And it, they lease didn't get renewed or something happened. So they just kind of closed it because this guy had like five other locations. But because of that, I met some people in UA. Ended up working at Subway where, next to um, where Front Rider is. Still there. Mm-hmm. Been there forever. Darren Webb and then his friend Rick Trott, they opened a coffee shop. He owned the subway. Hey, I'm going to open a coffee shop. You want to work there? And I'm like, what's a coffee shop? I mean, there was no Starbucks. This didn't exist. So at the Golden Bear Center, that place, as I understand it, was pretty much empty. So Filio and Brewster's Coffee moved in at the same time. And they actually, like, kind of redesigned the building. Like, if you go in the coffee shop, when I say we're basically like a glorified apple cart, it's not – there's no back room. There's no hidden thing at Collins Coffee because they kind of built it out to make enough room for Filio. So – those two places moved in, and I started working there the day it opened. And I was like, you know, what's a latte? What's I assume at the time it was not called Collins Coffee. It was yet. Brewster's Coffee. Okay, unless they really loved you. Yeah. <laughs> FU, our first employee. <laughs> yeah. So Darren Webb and then Rick Trott, who's still in UA, those were the guys that owned it. And then it went, you know, it was kind of doing a thing for a while, and then different owners kind of came and went. I was kind of in and out. Um, I ended up meeting my wife there, and we ended up living in the area, and then just it wasn't doing well and watershed wasn't going to tour anymore within a 24-hour period i was home i knew i wasn't going to tour for a long time because one of our members was going to write a book and and our son was starting preschool and the owner was just going to close so i was like well maybe i just take over and you could just kind of get out of here because i didn't have anything else to do and it worked with my wife's job where we didn't have to do daycare daycare so it's kind of like well that's money in your pocket and i live four i live 20 minutes away so how often do you get a chance to take over a business walk. that you can walk to. Yeah. And I, once again, kind of like opening for the Insane Clown Posse, I really didn't have any other options. So <laughs> think, of, think of the coffee shop as kind of like my professional clown's posse. I'm like, well. And, and Steve and your customers are your juggalos. Yeah, exactly. We're building a juggalo you type. You do have, the, there, are do some, have there are some folks down there who could have, who maybe at one point in their life were juggalos. I never thought about it, but there's a certain juggalo contingent to the coffee shop vibe. <laughs> you, need to add, you need to ask that next week. Say, hey, yeah, where are you guys juggalos at yeah. any point? Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, it just happened real spur of the moment. And it was like, well, I'll, I'll just try to keep it going. So I, there was a big learning curve and, you know, just kind of switched the name, Ingenious Collins Coffee. 
And that was, I guess, you know, Owen's 18, so that was probably 16, 15 or 16 years ago. And I've just been, you know, just been kind of doing it ever since. It's a day-to-day job. And I, lo- I mean, I love it. I love going down there. It's definitely small business. And, um, you know, but it's a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, it's been great. I, it's really cool. And, you know, I should mention, too, that even before that, you know, I used to work for Filio. I worked for Peter. I actually, like, signed the papers to take over. If I even signed something, Collins Coffee, I was working at Vino Vino over in Grandview. So oh, really? I'd always been friends with him. And I knew kind of how to do the coffee business. But anyway, so, yeah, been there ever since. So it's been um, it's been quite a ride. And uh, the customers are great. And UA is really supportive of, like, local business. I mean, when you – I mean, it happens all the time, but with COVID or – you know, we had our window broken last year or anything, but especially COVID, people are just so generous. They really do rally around the local businesses, which is, um, you know, you feel lucky to be part of it. It's, it's really cool. How have you managed to, um, I don't know, adjust when, you know, you mentioned Starbucks earlier. I mean, that's like the thing now. There's coffee yeah. shops everywhere that are branded. And things. Yeah, absolutely. You know, in a way, it's at first it's, it's kind of scary, but Starbucks has really just lifted, you know, all boats because like in the summer we used to not sell any ice drinks that was like dairy queen territory you were just like tumbleweeds and now more people drink iced coffee than you know hot coffee and like a lot of that you know and it's an it's espresso bar so people get confused when i realize we have everything starbucks has it's just like we have all coffee shops if anyone's listening we all have everything so you can get a caramel macchiato you can get a frappuccino you know there was there was someone recently just came in the shop who's been coming in this reflects poorly on my business acumen (laughs) he's probably been in the shop 700 times I would say he's a regular and everybody was like oh, I didn't know you sold espresso I'm like yeah that's kind of the whole it's kind that's of what that big machine back there the whole is gig. The, yeah. the, the machine I just bought that costs $3,000 more than my car which either makes that a really expensive <laughs> machine or my car is a real beater so you can decide that but that's kind of the you know getting that through to people but you know Starbucks does a great job and they've you know they it's easy to make fun of them but obviously they do you know we all we've all been in the airport we've all been to Starbucks um, so there's enough room. It's like pizza. There's enough room for little niches, uh, everywhere. So, you know, just try with say, the Starbucks, but try a local place too. And it's, I'm sure you guys do it when you're out of town. It's always fun to go try a local coffee shop and, you know, just see what's up. So do you have any like crazy signature drinks, like triple I mean, packed espresso with a I mean, unicorn on it or something? I mean, we have everything, you know, the, the golden bear, probably because we have a giant golden bear out front i think subliminal messaging people just come in and say give me the golden bear (laughs) (laughs) i don't care what it is i want it you know but yeah like you know chocolate and peanut butter and different things around but yeah i mean we've got hundreds of drinks so i don't know if anyone's completely unique to us but uh you you do have this you do have the signature uh breakfast sandwich yeah the mcroy and that was roy wolf was a legendary uh barista there he's an older gentleman who was retired it was like his fun job and he was just we should he just took a coffee shop job basically just to mess with everybody every day and <laughs> we lost Roy a number of years ago but because we're across McDonald's he used to start calling the sandwiches the McRoy after himself like you've got to try this like and it just stuck so our breakfast sandwich is the McRoy I don't well, think what, it, what is it what can we get uh, it's a uh, egg bacon and cheese on a blocks bagel so we get blocks bagels which is sweet oh, oh. from over in Bexley so yeah. and everything Mr. the everything bagel is pretty good it's really good yeah the everything bagel that's uh that's the thing and blocks is like legit bagel so it's cool they bring him over there. Mr. Block himself still shows up in the morning sometimes. Really? Lugging those things in. So, you know, small small business. One day that'll be me. Just <laughs> the coffees out there, dragging the trash out back. But, well, and yeah. I do, speaking of things that you do to help folks out, I do want to thank you for um, whenever we've got a snow emergency call uh, coming out, I always call Colin up and say, hey, you know, we're, we're going to put a little bit of money on account and everybody who comes in who's – driving a plow go ahead and and get them hooked up and you know i i know there's been a couple times where you're like ah, am i gonna go and open the shop today and i send you a text and like all right i'm gonna walk down and oh, yeah, I, shop. I can so, get, i'm in walking distance yeah i can't leave the boys hanging so i i do appreciate that and they appreciate it so they, no, they love happy to, that's what said that's what we're there for you, know, you gotta keep want to keep those guys alert out there don't want them drifting off into sleep on their big long shift that is know? an advantage of a local business because can you imagine calling like starbucks corporate hey <laughs> could you open up a shop in up arlington and like just let me put an account for today is that cool starbucks or yeah. any other company yeah dunkin no. donuts no that, <laughs> not that, gonna that, happen. that's not really gonna happen yeah we're easy to reach definitely the hierarchy pretty easy so are you guys um i haven't been down there in a few weeks and since all the mass stuff went away are you guys open inside now or are you still yeah we're we're open inside and with the patio is open um and the twist is we put in new tables, but our tables are all like standing. 
So I know it seems crazy, but we learned a lot through the pandemic. I'm sure we all did. And we learned what was working and what wasn't. And there was some definitely some eye-opening things. And so we're open inside, but it's all standing tables. So it kind of keeps the flow going better. Um, it's hard to explain why that would work better. But, I, you know, people tend to camp all day or whatever. But it just kind of gives the energy. You're all welcome to be in here, but we're not going to sit all day. And then the patio is real nice, so you can move outside if you want to go. So that's been kind of our happy medium from where we were to where we are now. And uh, it's, I think it's going really well. You know, it's really been cool. And uh, like I said, we've been, we, you know, we can't complain. It's not like, I mean, the pandemic, obviously, here I am at a coffee shop, which is really a pretty easy thing to run. It turns out an amazingly easy thing to run in the pandemic. You don't know at the time, but, you know, limited supply of things. We can get things in. It's small. People drink coffee at home. It's kind of like the pizza of the morning. It's not going anywhere. Pizza of the morning. Yeah, you know? That's a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Coffee. The pizza but you know, of in the a morning. Pinch, Why not, don't you have that on a T-shirt? Yeah, no, you're not going to cut that out. You know, no. if anything, you're getting another cup, right? Yeah. And then it turns out our drafty old space turned out to be the greatest space to feel safe because we have two doors. There's tons of space. We're not on top of each other. We have the patio. So we really came through the pandemic all thing pretty well. Obviously, a lot of my friends still work in the music industry, which was just a disaster. I mean, if I would have still been playing games, I don't know what you do. Your whole tour is canceled. All the roadies canceled. The sound guys. And, you know, that's been years of that. So I felt pretty fortunate, really, really fortunate that the coffee shop, all things being equal, has been able to go through this without, you know, a lot of hiccups, whereas obviously a lot of businesses weren't so fortunate. So. I just need to step back 30 seconds. Uh, I know there's a guy locally who does your T-shirts. If he's listening to this, he needs to develop a coffee, the pizza of the morning T-shirt. Yeah, I would buy one. Yeah, I, I, think, right. I, think that's, I think that's the next merch opportunity. All right, I'll put it out there. We will Brian, wear that Brian, under our sweaters. Brian Peterson over at Roach Studios, local UA guy. Yeah. He does all the swag. So y'all tell him. I see him. He's a regular. See Here's what's going to happen, Steve. He's going to print those and make a million bucks, and we're not even going to get one, much less the royalty. See, I, part of this is I wanted to get you to do a shameless plug for him there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Take that I opportunity. Just, I just want the shirt. I know. I think it would be really cool. Um, all right, so talk a little bit about kind of what your – um, current music project is is, is, it, is are you really focused on the bowlers at this point? I mean, I'm playing solo and I play. I should probably play more by myself, but I'm a band guy. I like to get together with the guys. I like to make racket. Steve might be like the league bowler's like fourth biggest fan in the world. He comes to more shows than you think. My, well, I think I might be five because I think my wife is four. Yeah, because so. But Although you've got a, you've got a kind of a groupy kind of following. I mean, there, there's there's a few. You know, it's it's not Watershed. When Watershed Watershed plays, there's actual excitement in fans. When the Bowlers play, it's a little different. But uh, I, I'm just working on new stuff. We got we try to play about one two shows a month. It just keeps me playing. Uh, I I you know we probably got to record some uh, new singles. I'm supposed to go record some stuff in June. Steve can attest basketball takes a lot out of a man. You, I, did, I really, I pretty much shut everything down for basketball season. So Working kinda, with Steve during basketball yeah. season was, it's like, um, it was this thing. It was a well, thing. and it was hard. I mean, it was hard yeah. this year. So both Colin and I had seniors on the varsity basketball team and it's a really close group of kids. And you know, when your kid is approaching the end of what has been, you know, yeah. they've been doing it together since they were in second grade, yeah. so 10 years. And they've had they battled injuries and all that. So then this year it was like, you know, you can't help but be like, please, just we got to get through this year. And they had an amazing year, but yeah. Jeffrey didn't quite escape, broke his finger and played through it, but got yeah. out there. But So that time of year, and I think anyone, I'm talking to a UA crowd here, we, you know, when your kids are in sports, especially senior year, that takes a lot of your bandwidth. Like, I, I will think about that. No pun intended, time. bandwidth. Exactly. Ayo. But I'll always bad. be playing. I know we'd run by. I've been doing these fun shows at Woodlands called uh, Day Drinking with the Bowlers. We play Sunday afternoons at 4, which I think is great because you can do it in the afternoon. It's perfect for this crowd. Perfect for our demographic, as I hear, <laughs> over 40. Come yeah. out in the Former afternoon. juggalos, retired <laughs> juggalos. Retired yeah, juggalos. the juggalos are still asleep. You don't need to worry about the juggalos <laughs> coming in. They're not even up yet. It's Sunday. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, just, you know, just keep writing, keep playing, and stay active. It's like, you know, you just want to keep, you know, I love, I love playing. So uh, whatever we can do that. And, you know, we about once a month we do a show. By the way. I see you a dumb inner, like a dumb um, – inner question like yeah. are you allowed to play watershed songs with like another band or the rights like stuck with them where you can't play it because oh, yeah. the label has it all that no stuff. no we can play it we own all like all our publishing and stuff so yeah we don't do i don't play a ton of watershed when i play solo but i play some you know we mix it in there but yeah anyone we can we can play and um yeah it's, we, so it's we, not we, like we epic's gonna come in here and be like yo that's our song you can't play your own stuff or anything okay. no 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 for better or for worse we never sold our publishing 
In fact, a few years ago, we got the, one of our songs, The Best Is Yet To Come, was the State of Ohio Tourism song. And it came down to, to us in the Rascal Flats. And the, think, I'm glad you won. Well, I think the reason we won is they had like 19 attorneys. And they could go, <laughs> like, how much? That sounds cool. Like we, 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 we said, yes. it, was, it was similar to our negotiation yeah, for this. Yeah, where yeah. I'm like, hey, can, can we use podcasts? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it, it was it was a little bit of money, but I'm sure like how would you guys make up? Probably because we could just both greenlight it, and someone said, "Well, good enough." You know, yeah. Rascals. We don't go through like a bunch of Nashville attorneys, and these guys just said, "Okay." Yeah. So uh, yes, we own our all our publishing. So I didn't mean to cut you off, Steve. I no, I was going to say. So just so you know, you know the format of this where we recorded an epi- uh, segment earlier with one of our staff talking about something. Yeah. Who is a another regular at. Uh, Day drinking with the bowlers, uh, Katie Reese. Who? Oh yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. So she was mad because she thought she would be here in the room with us, that, like to interview her. Like, no, we don't tape at the same time. Sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The start. Yeah, that's part. I was part of my deal. Yeah, I, I know you're no on, mixing with the regulars. No, your your entourage yeah. uh, made it very clear that that, that your rep. The, the, we have the green M and M's in the bowl <laughs> as the rider required. And I get to come in the secret basement they don't realize this building has the secret basement entrance for the limos so, now you what know. well, they do Dude. oh shoot i should have said <laughs> really something. yeah all right that well now we got to redesign the entire police section of the building yeah so no more secret done. Bat yeah. cave which is actually what we're going to do starting <laughs> next month so um cool uh so we finish all of our interviews with two questions um one is what do you love about ua second is what would you change well I mean, loving, obviously, it's pretty easy. I mean, we moved here, like most people, schools. Uh, you know, we were living over Columbus area and, and uh, with Owen. And, you know, the schools and all that have been amazing. It's an awesome place, obviously, to raise kids and have a family. And all, you know, all, all the activities, the vibe, everything, it's just been amazing. And, I mean, I know it's just our little experience, but we've, you know, Wycliffe was great. Hastings was great. The high school was great. Even with the pandemic and all that, really – Owen's just had, I think, had a really awesome experience all the way through. I mean, everyone's been amazing. Teachers, coaches, all that. Families have been great. And then as a, you know, as a businessman in the coffee shop, I mean, just, you know, people do, um, really do care about the community and, you know, do, and obviously that manifests itself in a lot of different ways, but they certainly are passionate about UA. It's, there's not a lot of indifference. You know what I mean? And I think no one's like, yeah, it's all right. Yeah. I mean, right. as you guys know, there's a lot of opinions floating around UA, but it's cool that people are, you know, you know, they're, you know, as you guys, we're going to put a climbing wall in the pool. You know, it's a big deal. Everyone yeah. wants, you know, but that's pretty cool that people take an interest in everything. And, and There's a lot it. of opinions and a lot of lawyers. Those are the two things I think we have the most of. And those, I think, are, are correlated in some fashion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They definitely are interchanged. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and then, you know, as, as far as changing, I mean, this is just such a, it sounds, it's pretty narrow. I'll just say, being at the coffee shop, we're always like, nothing against what we have here. But everyone's like, wish we just had like one good bar. Like in UA, you know what I mean? Now, I'm not saying that against anything we have, but that's always, you know, uh, that's, 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 I mean, I guess when you put a rock and roller on an official show and you ask him what he wants and he says a bar, that's kind of obvious. I guess it kind of, you know, yeah, but what can I say? I'm an ACDC fan and things like that. You know, Van Halen was my desert island. So, um, but I mean, I think things are moving pretty well along. I don't have any, you know, I mean, I would have said years ago the sidewalk on Mount View because I live over there, but we got a sidewalk on Mount View now. Um, so, so I'm glad we booked him now instead of before we had the podcast. He would have criticized us for not having a sidewalk. Well, the, but then we could have taken credit for it. That's true. He would have came up on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. No, but I mean, I don't know. It just seems like the balls always. I I wish I could say I had some big, big gripe other than I wish there was you know a bar cl- closer to walking distance to my house. But well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna expand on that. Yeah. A bar. Maybe we talk zoning. That's what, what we do. We can get you? like a Johnny's on Glen. Now we're thinking big guys. We'll take one of those houses and just turn it turn into a bar. bar. Speakeasy. Throwing style. What would you like to see in a bar? Like what? what is a good bar to call it? I mean, you know. Like just, an Irish pub or like just, a. Just like a bar bar, you know, just uh, casual, you know, I prefer a good jukebox. But, you know, not, you know, not that I don't enjoy good beers and craft beers, but just, you know. I always thought, I mean, maybe it doesn't work like, like, like an India Oak vibe in UA, just more like an after work nice. kind of place where you can kind of hang out. Um, and that, you know, that's based on just one guy's personal opinion, which means absolutely nothing. It's coming next week. Yeah. So for those who don't know, the India Oak is a bar uh, at Oakland and Indianola on the east side of Clintonville, yeah. right up on 71. That it, is that kind of paneled 
the they got a they've got a little stage in there. Yeah, right? they do some bands on the weekends and yeah. stuff like that. It's just a you know I lived in Clintonville for a long time and uh, you know or like you know O'Reilly's or something like just a place I don't I can't explain it but just a little more just like a tavern. Homie. Yeah, tavern bar bar. You wouldn't really bring your kids in there. Neighborhood gathering there. spot. You don't need anything fancy. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, you know. So um, a place that doesn't look like you want to bring your kids in, but you're not afraid if they walked in to come yeah, yeah, track much. you down. Yeah. yeah, yeah you know. Okay. But you can go there, but it's not. <laughs> Fancy enough that you feel like you're, you know, if you if you're yelling at someone, you're not disturbing someone's dinner. But you know, just a bar, bar, but, Ste- uh, a step above Barney's from the from the Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like Mo- yeah, Mo's, Mo's, Mo's. Mo's. What am I saying, Mo- Barney's? Yeah. I always so, do something. Well, like Barney that, would sure. be there. Yeah, hanging yeah. out. A place for Barney to go. <laughs> now we don't want twenty Barneys. We don't want, want bar- yeah, just a couple Barneys. <laughs> we, we, yeah, so maybe one we Barney's don't. funny seven is. That's a problem. That's a problem. But so you can see, I'm hard to please. Basically, I'm just here, you know. But that would be a. Uh, but uh, that, that's my uh, that's my one meager thing. But that's obviously that's up for businessmen to figure out how to, how to do that. That's not my forte. So well, I want to thank you for coming on. Um, we've been looking forward to it. You um, uh, obviously after city council because I, all, our city council members are all amazing. You are literally one of my favorite people in this community. And so oh, thanks for flattering. thanks thank for um, that was. Very smooth, Steve. You like that? For all the council members listening, you are definitely not getting fired now. Yeah, you like my gratuitous suck up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but in all seriousness, I think um, uh, your good friend, your coffee shop is an institution in the community, and I think your positivity that you bring to any discussion about this community is fantastic. So thanks oh, for coming on. Hey. I want to thank you for your song. Hey, well, hey, of course. Well, I appreciate all the kind words. It's, uh, it's an honor to be here. And, uh, you know, and, and and thanks for your counseling in terms of how to deal with you know a wayward uh, partner, <laughs> a cheating host, <laughs> a cheating host. Yes. Well, yeah, just yeah. You know, like I said I thought the Van Halen thing. You see, I remember sometimes guys want to go off and make it big. And is there ever Sammy Hagar takes over and you sell twice as many records? Is yeah. there ever a time when you might be like, hey, this guy's a crucial member of the band. We need to pay him like double to keep him. Just I'm happy enough. to double what we pay you. Uh, for this. Math got me. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Colin. Um, Thanks, Darren. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, guys. Bye.